The Morning Jam with Janet Rose and Mark Lamb. 706 on the Morning Jam. These guys can address the whole tree hunting thing. Absolutely. We have Gary Arrington and uh, Ron Siver in from Hunters for the Hungry. Mm-hmm. Welcome, guys. Much for having us. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, so, Gary, I reached out to you because, um, of course, I've got hunters in my in my family, and I was doing a show on on Sunday mornings. We do a show called Sustainable Living with Glenn Boblitz, and and it's just all about being self sufficient and making sure that if something happens, you can take care of your family. All that. Well, this week we were talking about butchering. You know, if you had to butcher a deer. To feed your family could you do it would you have what you needed to do it would you have the knowledge to do it and the reason that whole topic came up was because in our chat rooms people were talking about how uh, the butchers are weeks backed up right now in the middle of hunting season yeah and you know the the trend has been that butchering uh the art form of being able to take a deer or and, and process it right is is dying mm-hmm. um we have lost about 30 uh, processors that work with our program since 2018. Yeah. People are retiring from it. Other people aren't getting into it because it is laborious. It's hard work. It is. And so that has reduced the number of processors that we have working with us. And it's a two-edged sword. The good side is, for deer management purposes, hunters are having a tremendous amount of success this year. Yeah. Uh, they're wanting to keep deer from sales. They're wanting to give some to our program. Right. But there ain't enough butchers to hold all the, the deer that are being donated. Yeah. They're full. Yeah. And so, so a couple of reasons for this. I wanted to make sure that hunters out there know if you're going to kill a deer, you need to make sure you can process that deer because it is very possible that you're not going to be able to do that and i wanted to check on your program how is this impacting your program is it going to hurt your efforts uh as as we move out of the the fall well right now we have been very fortunate that uh right before thanksgiving is when it hit uh between early muzzle loader season and that first week of rifle season um hunters had a lot of success processors as of wednesday the day before thanksgiving i had nine that were completely shut down Mm -hmm. as they have begun to ease a little bit of that pressure we have been very blessed that many of them have indicated that while we're not taking them from the general public we're going to continue to take them for hunters for the hunt and that has been a true godsend right because on the other side of that coin feeding programs uh you know not getting political or anything but several years back we had feeding programs that would say no we've got a lot of usda commodities right we're getting plenty of meat in the last two to three years especially over the last 12 months yeah if i call a feeding program how much have you got i mean i moved one load of 1200 pounds yesterday to one program well it also doesn't hurt the the fact that people are going and paying 12 dollars a pound for venison at, at fresh market now mm. i mean it's like all of a sudden it's it's uh oh it's in vogue well, I think we learned when COVID hit that you can rely on Walmart to get your beef. And a mm-hmm. lot of people now are actually taking where they were killing one deer or so to put in their freezer. Mm-hmm. We're seeing the trend where people are putting two and three in their freezer or That's what they're, we they're taking care of their, their neighbors, you know, that are, that are struggling because people are having a hard time making ends meet. Ron, let's, let's address what does it look like if, if I'm someone in need or I have somebody that I know is in need, how can they benefit from the program? Well, uh, I am relatively new to the program. Mm-hmm. Been here a couple of weeks, so I have a lot to learn. But um, well, what drew you to the program at first? Let's well, start there. 
obviously I've been a hunter since I was a teenager, 12, mm-hmm. 13 years old, um, growing up in the Adirondacks in northern New York. I moved oh. here 13 years ago to central Virginia. And uh, I'm, a, I'm a prior business owner. I actually left the business here. I owned Ron's Hunting Supply Incorporated right here in Forest oh, okay. and been here 10 years with that business and had been had another business in the Adirondacks for 20 years. So I've been in the hunting market for 30 years and been a hunter myself for almost a lifetime. So what drew me basically was, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a praying man and I prayed about it and I said, Lord, I've been doing this for 30 years. Hmm. Uh, show me something else that I can continue in, yeah. in, in, in a livelihood and continue in the market that I've lived in for my lifetime. And um, what drew me mainly was Facebook. I saw the Hunters for the Hungry, and it's, okay. an, it's an avenue that people can can find out more about our organization. Also, the website, Hunters for the Hungry website, is a good is a good draw. We constantly keep it updated to the to the point of keeping folks updated on what's going on with it, and locally and in the Commonwealth. Um, so really, that's what drew me to it. And uh, when I when I interviewed for the job, um, I saw that there was a need, and maybe I could fulfill it and help with the mission. Mm-hmm. Gary, let's let's um, let's talk about that. As as I asked Ron about someone that that wants to be able to benefit from the program, that they're in need or they have a, a family or a friend in need. What what does that look like? Well, you know, that's the thing. We tell people we take a renewable natural resource that God has given us, and we've seen so many people. We've had feeding programs that have seen as much as a 300% increase in the number of people come to them for assistance. So Mm -hmm. we are blessed that we provide to major food banks uh, like the uh, Salvation Army, the uh, Feeding America. We are actually giving meat to them, but we are also serving many small right. church and other food pantries that are local, mm-hmm. where people locally who are struggling with hunger and facing food insecurity can go in. We do on-site. Some of them, they can go in for a meal, come in off the street. But the neat thing we tell people is we are taking care of men, women, children, the elderly, the homeless, and our veterans who so many are facing food insecurity right so, now. So you're not reinventing the wheel. You're you're finding wheels that are already existing. No, yeah. And you're supplying right to those. That's great. The neat That's thing is awesome. we can when the hunter donates it and the family or the feeding program that receives it is mm-hmm. free. Yeah. We pay all the processing costs. You know, I'm looking at this uh this listing of distribution places and this is showing 65 different regions of Virginia. And like some of these places, like in Martinsville, you've got four different places that distribute for you and uh, and in Lynchburg as well. The sad uh, part is those are just our major ones. There yeah. are about another 2,500 wow. that are umbrellaed under those uh-huh. that also receive that meat through those major programs. So are you on track where you need to be? Well, you know, we did some figures yesterday. We're a little bit, probably a little bit over 50,000 pounds uh, that we have done. Last year, we did 151,878. The neat thing about it is we like to break that down to where the rubber meets the road, and that's a quarter-pound serving that would go on someone's plate. Mm -hmm. That's uh, 607,000 servings or meals that we've given to folks. And the neat thing about it, in the last five years, we've averaged about 850,000 servings a year. Since the program began, we have done 30.9 million servings, 7.7 million pounds. That's crazy. And Mm. and what's so exciting for me is not only are you providing great sources of protein, but it is so much healthier than just about any other protein you can eat. 
Um, it, it really is. Let's talk about this uh, this deer drive that you have coming up. Well, you know, we love the fact that we got young people. Uh, the Liberty yeah. FFA, a lot of those those kids hunt. Uh, even the, the ladies that are the, the president and vice president of that group. And they approached us and said, you know what, we want to help you guys get more deer. We realized that the program needs dollars, and we got so many feeding programs here in Bedford. So they have set this deer drive up for December the 9th from 8 to 8, and they are encouraging, and we are too, hunters, to if you're blessed with a harvest that day, bring that deer out. We're going to have one of our big, giant, refrigerated coolers nice. set up there. Um, and we just want people to come out and share their harvest with us. We'll have a local processor process it, and that meat will be distributed throughout Bedford, Campbell, City of Lynchburg. So it'll be all throughout the listening area. Here. And that's Liberty High School uh, in Forest, is yep, that right? Yep, right around where the ag shop is. That's great. So you can just bring it in there. So do you suggest, even if uh, you've got hunters out there, that maybe they've been told they've got a backup and they they can't come in is there a place a way that people can come to you all and say look i've got these deer where can i take them is there a number or communication that they can do because you've got to move a deer pretty quickly yeah if it's cold it you, yeah you got I mean, a little it's bit cold of a, now, but a window if you feel dressed it you got about sure. a two or three hour window which there. you should yeah absolutely you know who you are uh, it's amazing the number of processors tell us that people want to bring them a deer they haven't field dressed so they're charging them like 25 or 50 dollars as now. they should <laughs> but, i mean come on that's the first yeah. thing my kids you know learned was yeah. was to do that but i've heard those stories it just blows my mind mm-hmm. but we do have 55 uh what we call uh, participating processors located mm-hmm. throughout the state uh, as ron noted earlier you can get that information off our facebook page or our website um, and we've got 11 collection trailers that kind of like the one that'll be at liberty on the ninth okay. they're just refrigerated coolers where people can come in they fill out a little bit of paperwork just that they're the donating hunter we like to send all of our hunters a thank you for donating that deer and so uh, we just ask for a little information we need you know the check-in number as well and then they just leave the deer there and we take it from that point very good i'm looking at these uh these t-shirts hats sweatshirts hoodies mm-hmm. that all have hunters for the hungry run uh, that's a great way to 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 raise money and it also puts the word out that you guys exist yes that's that's exactly what i was getting uh to the point of the website we, we do have a shopping cart mm-hmm. um that was that's one of my uh, initiation training phases that i'm in okay so i pull the inventory in this in the shop and uh quite timely we get it out and ship it out uh usps but there are various sizes and the colors and Mm -hmm. we have hoodies and crew necks and t-shirts and long sleeve short sleeves hats and uh different variation various colors and uh all of that is real user friendly on the website yeah gary's displaying it as you were talking he was he was doing the modeling thing giving me a 360 (laughs) look like i was clicking on on the website it's interesting how the lord brings people together and and with your background ron uh you can help with this kind of aspect of it too because you you moved a lot of product over the years if you were in business for 30 years we did we did we were one of the first shopping cart uh hunting supply shops in the industry nationwide um so uh you know the the market is a little bit different but the products and the shopping carts and things i'm pretty well aware of and uh, where the market needs to go so not only can people donate obviously dear mm-hmm. how can they f- support you guys financially because i'm sure that component is important as well well that's the thing we tell people whether you hunt or not the hunters provide us you know, many times farmers through kill permits provide the deer that we get the protein 
uh, lean red meat to give away. But if you're a non-hunter and you just care about people who are struggling with hunger, you can make a donation through our website. Mm-hmm. We've got a, a secured server there where people can make an online donation. They get an automatic tax deduction receipt. And then we also follow that up with a thank you letter. Uh, we've got a button on our Facebook page that can donate that way, or they can just mail us a check or or money order, and we will also do the same thing. Same thing. You can find out more by going to um, the letter H, the number four, hungry dot org. So that's the letter H, the number four, hungry dot org, and you can get a lot more details that way. Yes. Thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. Uh, you guys are a blessing. Thanks for helping us and letting us share. Absolutely. Hope us. it's the best year ever. Ron Siver and Gary Arrington for Hunters for the Hungry. We're going to be back with a life hack here coming up. It's 719 right now. You never know what else might happen. Uh, there's another product I want to push, Janet, here a little bit later in the show. Okay. Since Christmas is coming around the corner. Uh-oh. And maybe I'll be able to rob that, that sweatshirt hoodie off of uh, Gary in the meantime. <laughs> The Morning Jam with Janet Rose and Mark Lamb.